everybody! It's me, Jessica. Welcome back to Pop Culture Crush. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, sorry about Wednesday. I was sick. But I'm feeling much better now, and I'm raring to go with today's Pop 10. Oh yes, that is right. It is my Pop 10 favorite Christmas movies. I know, Pop 10. <laughs> But I could not, like, for the life of me, narrow it down. I had to include all of these because they all mean a little something to me. And I still have an honorable mention. I know, I know. I'm a nerd ball. But anyway. So, with that being said, this is going to be probably a little bit longer. So, buckle in, folks. We also got some trivia. Thanks to Internet Movie Database. There's tons and tons of trivia. But I narrowed it down. All right, here we go. Number 10, Home Alone. I'm sure this is going to be controversial because I think this is high up on a lot of people's list. Uh, It's from 1990. little trivia that I did not know. It was written by John Hughes, the director of, you know, like movies like Pretty in Pink, The Breakfast Club. I had no clue he wrote this. The concept for this movie originated during the filming of a scene in Uncle Buck in which Macaulay Culkin plays a character who interrogates a would-be sitter through the letter opening in the front door. Also, Daniel Stern wore rubber feet for his barefoot scenes. I'm going to have to rewatch this movie to like look closely at that. Similarly to Bruce Willis as John McClane in Die Hard. Rubber feet, who would have known? Despite Kevin being home alone, he is never seen in his own room. I don't think I realized that. Did you? I don't think I did. So much good trivia. This is just like a tiny bit of it. Go to imdb.com if you want to hear more. You know, I really enjoy this movie. I just, honestly, the reason it's number 10, I haven't watched it in years. I definitely was a lot, lot more into it when I was a kid. I even remember seeing it in the theater. I was little. Uh, I loved it. It was so much fun. It probably... 10, 15, 20 years ago, it would have been like in my top. But just because I haven't seen it for so long, that's why it's number 10. All right. Number nine. (laughs) I feel like this is a little controversial one. Jingle All the Way (laughs) with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. From 1996, little trivia, Sinbad improvised the majority of his lines. Arnold Schwarzenegger also improvised many of his responses in his conversations with him. Now, I have trivia that you're going to get at the end of the podcast. We haven't done one of these in a little bit, so you got to listen to it, and then we'll come back to it at the end, okay? The story is based on the 1980s shopping frenzy over the Cabbage Patch dolls. However, it ended up perfectly mimicking what toy craze of Christmas of 1996. Was it A, Tickle Me Elmo, B, Furbies, or C, Tamagotchis? All right, so think about it. 1996, what was huge that Christmas? Uh, Also, another little bit of trivia. Turbo Man was originally going to be named Turbo Tom. (laughs) Okay, so I get kind of some crap about liking this movie. But I do. It makes me laugh. It's corny. It's kind of, yeah. It's not, like, super amazing. But for some reason, I really like watching it. I probably watch it at least every couple of years. I don't know. It's goofy. It has Phil Hartman, who I love. It's just, it's a fun movie. So no judgments here. 
if it's your number one, you go. You go, you. <laughs> but it's my number nine. All right, number eight. I kind of just combined a whole bunch into number eight because it was just too hard to narrow down. It's all those animated uh, movies from the 60s and 70s. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty and The Grinch and just like all of those funky animated kind of stop motion type ones from the 60s and 70s. I love the nostalgia of these movies when I watch them now. Let's face it, like I grew up in the 80s. I was really little in the 80s. And these really used to be the only ones that they would play on TV, plus like Charlie Brown's Christmas. And, you know, today we didn't have computers. We didn't have all that stuff. I don't even know if they were on VHS when I was really little. So it was like a huge freaking deal when these came on TV. Uh, I don't know if you remember it. Like it was a big deal. And if you wanted to record them, you had to record them like that night. You had to be watching. So... I think, you know, I just added them on here because, one, I still like to watch them. If they're on TV, I will sit and watch them. But they're really number eight for nostalgia reason. All right, number seven. Again, I feel like this is going to be a little controversial. Christmas Story. I know, it's pretty low on the list. Oh, yeah. It's from 1983. little trivia. For the scene in which Flick's tongue sticks to the flagpole... A hidden suction tube was used to safely create the illusion that his tongue had frozen to the metal. I wish I had known that when I was a child because, fun little story, my cousin Mackenzie and I <laughs> went over to the school playground across from my house and decided to try it and her tongue stuck. And it was horrifying and she ripped it off and I honestly think some of her tongue stayed on the pole. Don't try it. Seriously. Gross. It was not great. <laughs> uh, so that's a little fun little story. Another trivia. Bob Clark's success, he was the director, with the teen comedy Porky's allowed him the ability to make a movie he wanted to make. Without Porky's, there would probably have been no Christmas story. And the Christmas story was only okayed if he agreed to make a horror movie for the studio afterwards because nobody thought it would do well. Like some of the other trivia just let, that I'm remembering from IMDb, like it really didn't play in that many theaters because they honestly didn't think it was going to do great. Like a movie set in the 1940s about a BB gun. Hello? But it did huge and they had to re-release it in the movie theater. So yeah, and now it's, I mean, it's a staple for a lot of people. Like for my family... This movie has played in my house pretty much almost my whole life. I'm not even kidding. I always, always, always think of my older brother, Justin, because he loves this movie. I, I would say this is probably his favorite Christmas movie. He loves it so much. Obviously, one year I got him a literal working leg lamp for Christmas. I was so proud of that gift. I don't even know if he really liked it, but <laughs> I thought it was pretty awesome. So I'm going to say it was cool. But... Also, like on Christmas Eve, we have my mom's side of the family over like every year. And this is always playing in the background at some point because they do a marathon on TNT every year. Like they have done a marathon, I swear, since the 90s. It's insane. It goes all Christmas Eve into Christmas. So thank you, TNT, for that family tradition. <laughs> and I mean, just by default, I can probably quote the whole movie. 
The reason it's lower is because I enjoy it and I watch it every year, but I just have others I like more. You can't fault me for that, right? My family may disown me for this one and the next one, number six, which is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's from 1989, a little trivia. After failing to get the Christmas lights to work one last time, Clark Griswold takes his frustration out on the plastic decorations in the front yard. Chevy Chase actually broke his pinky finger while punching Santa Claus. He resorts to kicking and clubbing the decorations after that. The film kept rolling and the take was used. According to Randy Quaid, many of Cousin Eddie's characteristics, most notably the clicking of the tongue, were based off a guy that Quaid knew from when he grew up in Texas who had similar traits. Oh, Lord. I don't know if I'd want to run into that guy. And here's something, again, I never thought of. Despite being a Christmas movie, Christmas Day is never actually seen. The film ends on Christmas Eve. All right, so we got another little bit of trivia here for the end of the show. So are you listening? This movie has four Saturday Night Live alumni. I think a couple are well-known, a couple are not. So four. Can you think of them? All right, four alumni in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So we'll come back to that at the end of the show. This is another movie where I can quote pretty much the whole movie. This was in my house growing up. I mean, we can't have a family holiday and not quote this movie. Again, it's lower on my list, not because I don't love it. It's just I have other ones that I watch more. Okay, number five, Miracle on 34th Street, Old and New. So the first one was from 1947, and according to Natalie Wood's biographer, she played the little girl, during the shoot, the young actress was convinced that Edmund Gwen was actually Santa Claus. It wasn't until Wood saw him out of costume at the rap party that she realized he wasn't Santa. When Edmund Gwen accepted his Best Supporting Actor Oscar, which I didn't even know he won for playing Santa Claus, he said, now I know there's a Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, the reason I love this version, I love, love, love Maureen O'Hara. I think she's fantastic. She's gorgeous. She's funny. She's kind of the whole package. And I really like the Santa Claus in this version. So that's kind of why I love that one. And then the other one's from 1994. Just one bit of trivia. Macy's department store refused permission for its name to be used in this remake. And the reason I like this one is because Mara Wilson, who plays the little girl, made the movie for me. I loved her in Matilda and Mrs. Doubtfire. And so she really brought that role to life, I think. And who doesn't love a little Dylan McDermott? I mean, hello, eye candy. This one doesn't give me the nostalgia that the original does, but I think for a remake, it does a really good job. But when I was thinking about it after I wrote this up, my list, I probably would put the old one first, 1947 version, just because, you know, the nostalgic factor, I think that one really, really does it for me. All right, so these top four, I put these as my top four because these are ones that I really watch like every year, like without fail. And I purposely watch them. I purposely seek them out. So that's why these are my top four. Number four, Love Actually. It's from 2003. And a little trivia, Chris Marshall returned his paycheck for the scene 
where the three American girls undress him. He said he had such a great time having three girls undress him for 21 takes that he was willing to do it for free. And he seriously returned his check for that day. Like, for reals. The airport greeting footage at the beginning and end of the film is real. Richard Curtis had a team of cameramen film at Heathrow Airport for a week. And whenever they saw something that would fit in, they asked the people involved for permission to use the footage. I love that. That, like, is awesome. And last little bit of trivia. The idea for Mark's surprise of the band singing All You Need Is Love at Peter and Juliet's wedding. Oh, this made me kind of tear up. Came from Jim Henson's funeral, which Richard Curtis attended, where all the puppeteers brought their Muppets and sang a song. Oh, my. How sad is that? Oh, this just breaks my heart. Okay. I could go on and on with trivia about this movie. There's so much fun trivia, but I won't. I'll end it there. What I can say is I am a sucker for this movie. This movie gives you everything. Love, laughter, sadness, hope. And I get that it has flaws. I've read the articles where people bitch about this movie, but I honestly don't care. I still love it. And two of my favorite scenes are the one, this wedding scene where they all stand up, all you need is love. And then what gets me every time I watch it is when uh, Hugh Grant like lip syncs that song and dances all over the place. Oh, I like, you can't help but get into it. All right. Number three, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. (laughs) It's from 1997. There wasn't much trivia because this isn't like a super well-known Christmas movie. So I kind of skipped that. But I love this movie because, well, first of all, Beauty and the Beast has always been my favorite Disney movie, hands down. And in this movie, I just love the songs in it. Like there's some that just really get you in the heart. Uh, It's kind of dark, though. I'm going to warn you. So if you have kiddos... You might want to screen this first to make sure they'd be okay with it because it is kind of dark. It's a little scary. But you know what? It it just makes my heart melt. And I would blast this on TV and sing. I do sing along. You can ask Coco <laughs> next time you see him because he had to live through it a few days ago. So <laughs> I'm sure he loved that. Uh, so that's number three. Number two, Elf. From 2003, several minor traffic accidents occurred when Will Ferrell walked through the Lincoln Tunnel in his costume because people were so surprised and distracted from their driving to see him wearing an elf outfit. I would probably be wondering what the hell was going on, too. I've always wondered this, and I was so excited to see this in trivia. The cotton balls Buddy eats while in the doctor's office were actually cotton candy that had not been dyed. I also wondered about this. The scene when Buddy eats different candies and pastries with the spaghetti noodles had to be shot twice because Will Ferrell vomited the first time. So that's real. Like, I genuinely thought that, like, maybe, you know how they make food look like other foods? So I thought the pasta wasn't really pasta or they had done something to, like, you know, modify it so it wasn't so bad. No, it was real. All of it. Also this which I was really impressed by this, you know you're like next level Hollywood 
Will Ferrell turned down $29 million to be in Elf 2 in late 2013. So 10 years later, they wanted to do a sequel. And he's like, oh, $29 million? No, I'm good. Holy crap. Who turns down that kind of money? Will Ferrell turns down that kind of money. But honestly, I also give him mad props because... I don't think everything needs a sequel. And nowadays, I feel like if it makes even a tiny bit of money, it needs a sequel. So I will definitely give him kudos on that. I love this movie. I have seen it so many times and it still makes me belly laugh, like genuinely. Even though I know it's coming, even though I know a lot of the lines, it still makes me laugh and cringe, let's face it, in certain parts. This is a must watch for me every year since it's like and since it came out in 2003 and I usually end up watching it multiple times so that's a big one okay number one you're probably like what the hell is number one I'm sure some of you uh probably have not seen this one but I love it number one is White Christmas it's from 1954 and a little trivia so if you haven't seen this one it's just about a bunch of performers and I don't even know how to really explain it without giving it away. (laughs) So I just feel like you should really check it out. They do lots of singing and dancing. You know, it's kind of like a musical and it's just, it's a lot of fun. It has a lot of heart. It makes me laugh. If you have seen it, uh, here's a little trivia. According to Rosemary Clooney, Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye's sister's performance was not originally in the script. They were clowning around on the set and director Michael Curtis thought it was so funny that he decided to film it. In the scene, Crosby's laughs are genuine and unscripted as he was unable to hold a straight face due to Kay's comedic dancing. Rosemary Clooney said the filmmakers had a better take where Crosby didn't laugh, but when they ran them both, people liked the laughing version better. You know what's funny? That was always one of my favorite parts of the movie before I even knew that trivia, probably because it was the most realistic. In supplemental information on the DVD, Rosemary Clooney revealed that, one, she took the role mostly so that she could perform with Bing Crosby. Two, Danny Kaye caused many retakes when his antics made everyone laugh when they weren't supposed to. Three, she considered Love, You Didn't Do Right By Me as her song since it was her only solo. And four, the final shot, they were informed that they would be redoing the finale because the king and queen of Greece would be visiting the set and the producer wanted to give them something to remember. They reshot the sequence with no film in the camera and without Bing Crosby, who had skipped out to play golf. (laughs) In later years, Rosemary Clooney and Bing recorded several record albums together. So... If you would have asked me several years ago if this was my number one movie, I would have said no. I just would have said that it was my mom's favorite Christmas movie. But as I get older and as I've said many times, more sentimental and nostalgic, I find myself watching this one probably the most because it reminds me of my mom and it reminds me of being a child more than any of these other movies because my mom would play it sometimes after everyone left our house on Christmas Eve because we always would have a big Christmas Eve party. So it was quiet. Everybody was going to bed and you could just hear White Christmas. And whether it was on 
TV, then VHS, and then DVD, and now I assume Blu-ray she has it. (laughs) I don't know. It's just those quiet moments when you can hear the movie that just get to me. So that's why it's my number one. I do have one honorable mention. It's the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen. I don't seek them out per se, but if they're on television or if I catch them, I always watch them. I think they're funny. I think they're fun. I just don't necessarily seek them out. So, but I will watch them if I if I see them. Also, a fun fact, uh, because I'm sure all of you have realized I left a big one off. I have never seen the full movie It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, there's also another one, Holiday Inn, that's pretty popular. But I have I obviously know the whole plot to A Wonderful Life. I've obviously seen big chunks of it, but I have never purposely like sat down and watched it from start to finish because everybody talks about how freaking depressing it is. And it's like, why do I want to do that? Why do I want to put myself through that? But at some point in my life, I promise you, I will sit and watch It's a Wonderful Life. (laughs) All right. So it is the trivia time you've all been waiting for. All right. The first trivia question was from Jingle All the Way. The story is based on the 1980s shopping frenzy over the Cabbage Patch dolls. However, it ended up perfectly mimicking what toy craze of Christmas 1996? Was it A, Tickle Me Elmo, B, Furbies, or C, Tamagotchis? Do you have what it is? It was Tickle Me Elmo. And you know what's crazy? Side note to this. My mom actually ended up getting me one before they like blew up. So I had one. It was pretty awesome. That was like the one time I was in style. Elmo style. All right. The next trivia question from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. This movie has four Saturday Night Live alumni. Name them. Boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. Do you got it? All right. Well, the obvious one was Chevy Chase. Then we have Julia Louise Dreyfus, Brian Doyle Murray, and Randy Quaid. I had totally forgotten about Brian Doyle Murray and Randy Quaid, but Randy Quaid was only on for one season and Brian was only on for two. So uh, yeah, totally forgot about that. So that's my list. That's my pop 10 favorite Christmas movies plus honorable mention. What are yours? What are some movies that you sit down and watch every year? Do you watch them with yourself, with your kids, uh, with your families? Are there any that you love? Are there any you hate? Are there any, you know, just anything? Hit me up on social media. You know where to find me. I'm I'm everywhere. (laughs) I'm everywhere. That sounded way creepier than I meant it to be. Uh... Uh, Yeah, so Pop Culture Crush on all the social medias. Tell me what you think. Thank you guys so much. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. We're almost at Christmas. Do you have all your shopping done? This is insane. Can you believe it's almost Christmas time? I can't. I hope you watch lots of fun movies and eat lots of good food. And we will see you on Monday. Bye.